right, Saturday night, and we are live. We're in a hurry, as always, only 55 minutes of fury here, about 90 minutes before Resurrection Sunday. Let's talk about a couple problems that happened this week. Go to the first one for me, Will. You can actually just side-by-side side that if, you, if at all possible. If not, just uh, run it however you guys see fit. There we go. Just want to show you, of course, we had an, another insurrection. We had one in Kentucky the day before where you had leftist transgenderists uh, take over the Kentucky uh, uh, Congressional Congress, uh, their House of Representatives inside of Kentucky, the State House inside of Kentucky. Uh, I believe it's the next day or the next two days, but 48 hours later, we had another group of insurrectionists take over the Tennessee House. Now, these are all the people. Now, what they were claiming to be, and I told you, it's really all about one agenda with many tactics. There's two of those, two of those agenda, two of those tactics are what? Transgenderism. And the, what, the agenda is what? To leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by a tyrant, right? So that's where that's the agenda, but there's many tactics to it. Transgenderism is one, and then another one is gun-grabbing. Here you have transgenderists, transgender activists, saying that they are there at the Tennessee House right here. Then you can see the, the comparison and contrast there between the insurrection on 1-6 Versus the real insurrection that occurred at, uh, at, in, at, the, at the State House in Tennessee. So you have actually have transgender activists there claiming to be there to take away your guns, to grab your guns from you. Again, two tactics of the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist narrative, which is to leverage you into one world commerce system. So there you have an actual, this is an actual insurrection. Please compare the two. What actually happened was this. You can go to the next one for me. Well, if you can, just side-by-side side all these, if at all possible. There you go. These three people right here, and I'll give you their names in just a minute, took over in conjunction with the transgender youth. They're youth, but they're all adults. And when I say youth, everybody wants to think of them as youth, but they're all 20 to 30-year-olds out there that are shutting down the Tennessee State House in conjunction with three, three, these three idiots. And they just shut down the house. They didn't, they didn't go through any decorum, went through no house rules. The guy grabs a bullhorn, shut it down, starts screaming about gun control in the midst of, remember, this is right after the shooting in, in Nashville at the Covenant Presbyterian Church, Presbyterian School also, where you had a transgender activist, a woman pretending to be a man, go in there and shoot three nine-year-olds and three adults. And now, of course, they're just getting ahead of the, so they're, they're politically expedient, getting ahead of the narrative, jumping ahead and saying this is all about guns, not all about hyped up people on hormones who think that they're God, that they can control their own sex, hyped up on hormones, having hyped up on testosterone, estrogen, various other things that have never been tested there's been I, I actually played this video one time of of marco rubio questioning somebody i believe it was at, either at the cdc or the nih or the fda and asking has there been any long-term trials on puberty blockers and all these people are hyped up on these things hyped up on testosterone have their body parts lopped off and here they are now actually conducting an insurrection at the tennessee house of representatives in conjunction with three these three house reps go to the next one for me will and here are their names it's gloria johnson and then you have justin jones he's now been removed kicked out of the house of representatives of tennessee Justin Pearson, who is a, he, he likes to do speeches where he pretends to be Martin Luther King. Cringy. Just type it on Google or actually it's easier on Twitter. Go to Twitter, put his name and put Justin Pearson cringe. And you'll see his speech where he, he sits there and likes to pretend by doing these long inflections like today we are all. He likes to pretend he's Martin Luther King. Well, what comes into mind is he's like a bad 
Elvis impersonator version of Martin Luther King. Horrible. But they, so Justin Jones and so the Justin twins, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, have been kicked out of the Senate, uh, Tennessee House of Representatives. Now they left Gloria Johnson there because she didn't have a bullhorn, I guess, or whatever her various reasons were. And here's the mistake that the Tennessee House of Representatives made. Of course, it was Republicans that kicked out these three Democrats. They should have kicked her out too because now what's happened? Now what are they being accused of? Of course, you can't, you cannot play fair with these people. This is what I'm telling everybody. Get out of your blue states. Get out of blue areas of red states now. You cannot, you will be criminally charged with something. I'm telling you right now, if you are in Austin, Texas, which we'll go over in just a minute, which is another calamity, several calamities this week. If you are living in Austin, Texas, and you're part of the Trump club, be ready to be criminally prosecuted. They can't, Tom, they can't criminally prosecute me. I never committed a crime. It doesn't matter. They'll just make it up. You can't just make up time. It doesn't, I keep telling you, it doesn't matter. They can make up crimes. It's exactly what Alvin Bragg is doing. The, the Trump, the, the charges that Donald Trump is being charged with don't exist on planet earth. They will do it to you. If you're part of the Trump club, if you're part of the DeSantis club, if you're part of the NRA and you live in Austin, they're coming for you understand that but so they should have kicked her out too because now everybody is being accused of being racist you can't win for being nice don't be nice kick all three out they all belong out they did they took over the house of representatives in tennessee by force by force in conjunction with their shock troops outside and i just showed you the pics this was not a peaceful protest as they always say that it was by their terms it's an insurrection it's an absolute, remember, they're like, Tom, there was no guns. There weren't any guns on 1-6 either. Nobody's killed. There wasn't anybody killed. Then. The only people killed on 1-6 were protesters. They're the only ones who were killed. The only one who was shot was Ashley Babbitt. There was nobody, there was nobody killed on 1-6. Nobody killed at, at, at the Tennessee insurrection. Nobody killed at the Kentucky insurrection. But it meets all the requirements of the Democratic Party's definition of insurrection. So these people need to be criminally charged. If they're not criminally charged in that state, they'd be criminally charged somewhere else. It's time to play hardball with these people. We need to drag them in to our own jurisdiction. Tom, you're sounding like a right-wing zealot. That's right. If you're going to battle left-wing zealots, you're going to have to be a right-wing zealot. I'm not talking about, we will never lie. We will never trump up charges that don't exist. But listen, wherever it's legal, we need to harvest ballots. Wherever it is legal, we need to impeach their politicians. I mean, listen, Joe Biden, uh, Mayorkas, all of them should already be already be impeached right now. This should already be happening right at this very moment, as well as defunding all of their various Gestapo institutions like the FBI. All right, let's go to the next one. Here's the next calamity. I have to go. Now, just, just remember that in the last times, law, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8, lawlessness comes about in the last times. Lawlessness comes about, and this is what I'm talking about. And here you have an innocent man, his name's Daniel Perry, who lives, and this goes with my narrative, which my narrative is correct. I know everybody says their narrative is correct, but mine is correct. Daniel Perry lives in Austin, Texas. Probably, I'm just, I, I don't know any of this, I'm just guessing. Probably somebody who's lived there their whole life, or a big portion of their life, thinking, you know what, yes, listen, this is what everybody knows. If anybody moves from California to Texas, they move to Austin, period. That's Austin is is completely leftist. George Soros put George Soros put this man in jail because the Austin state attorney, district attorney, is one of the 75. Alvin Bragg is one. 
Kim Fox is one. Kim, uh, Kim Gardner is one. George Gascon is one. Larry Krasner is one. I just named L.A., Philadelphia, St. Louis, Chicago, and now Austin, Texas. The Soros state attorney there has, has charged, has not just charged him, charged him and found him guilty of felonious murder. He is facing the rest of his life in prison for doing what? Daniel Perry was working as an Uber driver in Austin, Texas, Texas when he found himself in the middle of a BLM, BLM mob. A guy came out to his car and pointed an AK-47 AK at him, and he fired back in self-defense. Pointed the AK-47 at him. Sounds like Kyle Rittenhouse was, 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 was Sage Grosskrantz, right? He Gage Grosskrantz. He did the same thing. It was Sage, Sage or Gage? I can't remember. Is it, what is it? Gage. It is Gage. Gage Grosskrantz came out charging Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse on videotape, pointing a 9mm at his head. Kyle Rittenhouse shot in self-defense on video and was charged with, fel- with, well, that was attempted murder, as well as just two other felonious murder charges, all of which were caught on tape, all of which were completely and totally exculpatory. Kyle Rittenhouse did absolutely nothing wrong. Same thing here. The video of this is, is not exculpatory either way. You really can't see much, except for witness testimony and the suspect in this case, what does he have a criminal record of doing? taking his AK-47 and pointing it at people. This guy loves to march around town and point his AK-47 at people. Well, they were having a BLM mob, what they call, well, we would call a BLM insurrection or a BLM rage mob, and they would call it a BLM peaceful protest, but they surround, they surround, and this guy is in the military, I'm trying to remember his uh, sergeant, he's a sergeant in the military, sergeant in the army, Sergeant Perry's car is surrounded by BLM protesters, BLM by a BLM mob. Crazy man comes up with his AK-47 and points it at him. This is witness testimony. This is completely and totally cooperated. This is absolute fact. And Daniel Perry shoots him in self-defense and does what? Get out of the car and finish him off? Drives away. Drives away. I mean, you should see. I should have. I should have played the video so, so you could see it. This car is completely and totally surrounded by people who want to take his life. A crazy man comes up with an AK-47, points at him. And by the way, if they're pointing it at you in your car, but it's it's from here up, so it's a death shot. So he shoots him, I believe, with a nine millimeter, kills the guy, or I can't know if the guy. Yeah, it's it's killed because the guy's it's charged with murder. Kills the guy. And he gets charged with felonious murder by a Soros bought and paid for district attorney. Again, that's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm telling you. You're like, Tom, we have to stand. You can't stand when they're filling out the affidavits. What are you going to do? If you live in a, what's, okay, I'll use Daniel Perry as an example here. Daniel Perry, what's he going to do? Tom, that he didn't even commit a, I know he didn't commit a crime, but the Soros district attorney said that he did took that, filled out a probable cause affidavit, 25 years of law enforcement right here, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, started as a deputy, retired as a sergeant, 1992, 2017, tech, check out my bona fides. I know about filling out probable cause affidavits. You get a state attorney, fills out a probable cause affidavit, saying that he committed, committed uh, felonious murder. You have videotape that's exonerating him. That's exculpatory for all intents and purposes. Witness testimony that says the crazy man came up and pointed an AK-47 in his face and he, re- and he shot in self-defense. The gun, the first gun pointed at anybody was pointed at the victim in this case, the real victim, which is Daniel Perry. Doesn't matter. If you have, I want everybody to understand this because everybody has a belief in what I call the mythical they. That there's, gonna, that there's gonna be a they that saves you. There is no they in Austin, Texas. Nothing. 
There is nothing in Austin, Texas. So the Soros attorney, Soros state attorney, fills out a probable cause affidavit saying that Daniel Perry committed felonious murder. You're like, well, yeah, but everybody would see it. And I mean, who would see it? Well, because it goes right to a judge and a judge impales a grand jury. A grand jury of who? Your peers? Or globalist leftist, bourgeois leftist elitist because that's all there is in Austin, Texas. Why wasn't there a change of venue? You can't, Donald Trump should be filing for a change of venue now, but could, could you even get a change of venue? Who would make that, who would make that decision? That would be the Soros, Soros bought and paid for state attorney in conjunction with the Obama or Hillary Clinton judge in Austin, Texas, all bought and paid for by the Democratic Party. All these judges ran with act blue money funded by George Soros. So where are you going to get us? At what level are, is, is your innocence going to be defended? Are you even considered innocent until proven guilty? which our constitution says you have to be. You're not. Same thing happened with Bannon. Same thing happened with Navarro. Same thing happened with Michael Flynn. Same thing happened with Roger Stone. Same thing happened with Peter Navarro. They're not getting fair trials. Steve Bannon was, Steve Bannon was found guilty of crimes that don't exist. He was found guilty of not obeying a congressional subpoena issued by a committee, the 1-6 committee, that doesn't have the right to issue subpoenas. That's an absolute fact. He's gonna, he'll win an appeal because he's still Steve Bannon. What about you and me who are no names and you're still living in that city, going to the Trump club because you think you're gonna win back Austin? What you need to do is starve Austin. Move out. Don't give them your money. But anyway, so you sit here and you, you're, you're, you're Daniel Perry and you're completely innocent. But the Soros bought and paid for district attorney says that you're not, puts it on an affidavit, says you committed felonious murder. Yeah, but Tom, there's exculpatory witness statements. Exonerated, doesn't matter. He says they're not, he says it doesn't matter. Well, they'll have a defense attorney. A defense attorney speaking to who? An act blue judge, an act blue uh, uh, jury, an act blue grand jury, whatever it is. You, you won't, and then you're like, well, then I'll appeal it to the circuit court, which is another act blue judge or a panel of act blue judge until you get to the state Supreme Court. And what are your odds of ever, of ever getting there? Now, because this particular case got national attention, which yours wouldn't, which mine wouldn't, we, we can't depend on this. Go to the next one for me, Will. We can't depend on this. You had Greg Abbott, who's been pressured now. He, Greg Abbott is sometimes good. That's 60% of the time he's good. But those 40% are rough. And he, I believe, got cajoled into this by us on the right wing saying, you've got to take action. And you've got to pardon this guy. So he says right here, I'm working as swiftly as Texas law allows regarding the pardon of Sergeant Perry. Because Sergeant Perry's going to spend the rest of his life in prison if he doesn't get, if he doesn't get pardoned by the, by the governor or he takes it all the way to Supreme Court. That, that, this is where we are at, where you have a man walk up to you with an AK-47 pointed in your face, you shoot first to defend your life, and you go to prison for the rest of your life. We're already seeing it. We've seen it with Navarro. We've seen it with Manny. We've seen it now with Trump. Trump being charged with crimes that don't exist, being charged with crimes that aren't named in the indictment. I spent three hours on it, but if I do, then I'm never gonna get off this subject tonight. And I'm just telling you, I'm warning you, if you live in a blue state, you had better get out. Don't be thinking, all these, all, everybody always thinks there's a mythical they out there. They will see that I'm innocent. Who's the they? The Soros state attorney, the Soros judge, the, the, the act blue jury, the act blue grand jury, the act blue appellate court. There's nobody to save you. And if you're not a big name, 
you're not going to get saved. And then you, don't you think that it's not possible for you to spend 15 years in prison while the people who falsely accuse you of crimes that don't exist sleep like babies at night? Please don't think that that can't happen to you. Donald Trump is learning that it can. Navarro has learned Flynn, Flynn, Roger Stone was facing nine years in prison without Bill Barr coming in there and lowering it to five and then pardoned by, then pardoned by, by Donald Trump. Switching over to vaccines. Vigilant Fox video. Were you there? We got it? Okay, there we go. One chart. This is a, this I have not ever seen before. I was talking about this with my wife last night. Listen to the stats here. Vigilant Fox video. The one chart that tells the entire story. Play it for me. The senator asked, asked us to show just the one chart that tells the entire story. This is that chart. Um, the UK government, until this summer, was reporting a data series that showed the relative mortality rates for the vaccinated and unvaccinated by the number of doses of the vaccine. We've done what we think is really professional work with this, and we think it simplifies down to a conclusion that says that through the last available data set, the people in the UK who took the vaccine have a 26% higher mortality rate. The people who are under the age of 50 who took the vaccine now have a 49% higher mortality rate. And worst of all, um, the people who only took one dose of the vaccine have approximately 145% dose uh, worse mortality rate. That last data point is on its face confusing, especially because it seems like there's more and more, you know, it just doesn't make a ton of sense unless you realize that what's going on with this really is that the people who took the dose, the first dose, in the United States, that's about 12% of people, but then stopped taking any other doses. Those people, through their choice to stop, disproportionately the ones who were harmed. And so what we're concluding is that if you happen to be an unlucky person who was in some fashion even moderately injured, minor, with a minor injury, you decided not to continue, the statistics, the best statistics we have, show that you're going to have at least through today, maybe it'll get better, you know, and obviously we're all here because we're hoping to find treatments and cures and screening and interventions, you know, but if that doesn't happen, we have to assume that this is now the baseline, there's going to be 145% higher mortality. And if you were to take these numbers and just apply them to the United States, that ends up being something like 600,000 excess deaths per year in the United States from this higher vaccine-induced mortality. And, you know, that's, that's obviously a really concerning thing, and we're I'm, I'm happy you called the meeting, and I, I'm, I know we're all hoping to get to answers. Thank you. And, and again, I thought that statistic on single dose was pretty interesting because, let's face it, every, just about everybody knows somebody who took uh, you know, the first dose and had a severe reaction, they're not going to take the second one. So. so there you go. Now, that was some interesting stuff. Now, let me just throw out the stats on here, and you can see them here if you can make them out. If not, screenshot it and blow it up. Anybody who took the vaccination at all, this is baseline, baseline. In the UK, the UK statistics that have come out, you're 26% more more likely to be dead. That's an absolute fact, by the way. They can deny it all you want. I see the AUs on Twitter who are five times vaccinated who probably themselves will be injured or dead within the next seven years. I hate to say that. Jesus wants it out of your blood. Jesus wants it out of your body. Jesus wants to heal all the damage that the vaccine has done. And if you want that to happen, you need to be praying over that. Maybe I'll pray over it tonight. I don't know yet. If not, come to Foundation Church tomorrow or join us in the service. We'll be praying over it tomorrow. If you are over the age of 50, and I wish, I wish, I wish, I had another slide. I I didn't include it. Didn't think I'd have time for it. But I have the the statistics of the, the death percentages 
of the elderly population, the most adversely affected by this vaccine so far. And remember, this vaccine has about a seven-year rate of before we know anything, we're going to have to tabulate seven years after each person's vaccination of the damage that was done to them because of because of uh, the very the various whether it's blood clotting, capillary blood clotting, uh, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, whatever it may be, myocarditis, which is oftentimes undetected when they do actually test for it, like they did in the Big Ten, you're finding about 50% of your athletes. That's a fact, by the way, absolute fact. 50% of the athletes had undetected myocarditis. But here, anybody over the age of 50 who took the vaccination is 50% more likely to be dead. It's a fact. This is the facts. This is what's coming out. They, we, and we've showed the videos on the podcast of different parliamentarians. In other words, they're basically their congressmen and women speaking about this on the parliamentary floor in London, and they don't care. They, they don't care because they can't care. There's too much at stake. Their own reputation. They're going to look like an idiot, which we already know they are. There's monet. They could be sued if they forced other people to take it to keep employment. I'm talking about the the whole bourgeois leftist elite, uh, elitist consortium that come that came together to mandate these vaccinations in various forms. There's too much at stake. It's too much at stake for Pfizer. If you have Ursula von der Leyen, who pimped and hoarded the vaccine and mandated it for the entire European Union, whose husband is actually a supplier for Pfizer, there's a lot at stake for her. In other words, could she be she could she be tried? in a Nuremberg-style trial for, for crimes against humanity, for pimping and whoring a vaccine that causes anybody over the age of 50 to have a 50% higher death rate than people who didn't take her, her pimped and whored vaccine. And if you're watching this and you're like, I'm offended, your offense will not, and you're vaxxed, your offense will not spare you from the consequences of this vaccination. Your offense is not going to spare you. Your compliance won't spare you. Your rhetoric won't spare you. You must be prayed over now in Jesus' name. And here's the, here's the most interesting fact. Here's the most interesting fact of all. We already knew the high skyrocketing death rates. Is that the people most likely to die were people who took one dose. So that blows up your narrative, Tom, because you're saying it gets more and more dangerous as you go. Nope. It proves my narrative. You're 145, I mean, think about this. You're 145% more likely to die if you took one dose of the vaccination. Why would that be? Because the people who took one dose stopped at one dose after they were injured. And by the way, who are they most likely to be? Elderly people who took a vaccination were paralyzed, half their face was paralyzed, or got a blood clot, or got myocarditis. 145%, those people took one dose because they were injured and stopped and died anyway. That's what happened. And who is the man that's giving you all this information? Some right-wing zealot who's going to appear on Alex Jones next week or on the TLP? Because I'm no different than Alex Jones. No. This, this man is the, I didn't get his name, but insurance, uh, insurance research analytics. He does analysis for insurance companies. In other words, the Society of Actuaries. This guy isn't pushing a right-wing agenda. He's seeing a mass increase in life insurance claims. And just so you know, the man sitting to his right is Edward Dowd. And I've given you his statistics from the Society of Actuaries. In other words, from insurance company company analytics. There is a 40% increase in excess death. 
40% more people are dying in the age co- in the age cohort of 25 to 64 than before the vaccines. 40% more people are dying so far, so far. And you could you could deep dive into these analytics because those are the people that basically have a death diagnosis of unknown, which is the number one cause of death in America, Canada, and Australia right now. Unknown, which has never happened before. The problem is, even though even though it's a forty percent increase in death, they're not counting COVID deaths anymore. They don't count COVID deaths in this. I mean, they count them in there, but they don't proportionally count them. They don't count them the way they're counted in that 40%, but they're not counted correctly because the COVID deaths are actually a vaccine death now because the person has antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. The only people dying of COVID-19 are the fully vaccinated with people with four or more vaccinations. The only people hospital, this is statistically absolutely true. And where am I getting these from? Not from our CDC because our CDC, our CDC under Rochelle Walensky refuses to release hospitalization and death and death data for the vaccinated but australia does and basically 100 percent of their COVID hospitalizations and deaths are fully vaccinated individuals so being hospitalized with omicron or dying of omicron is a vaccine side side effect because the person doesn't have an immune system anymore because they're dying of the least virulent variant omicron is nothing but a sniffle for the purebloods nothing absolutely nothing but for those who are vaccinated and have no immune system, it's a death sentence for a certain portion of them. Depending on, and it also depends on what did your vaccine entail? Who was governing the amount of S-spike proteins that were actually inside of those to bind, that bind to your ACE receptors and cause antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome? Who was actually monitoring the amount of those things per dose? Nobody. So, you know, why is it that who is it? The, who's the singer? Justin, who, the, the, Bieber. Justin Bieber and his wife. Why did they both get sick? What's her name? Haley. Haley what? Tim, Haley Bieber. Okay. Haley and Justin Bieber. Why did they both get it? Why did they? Because they were probably side by side in line getting the same dose. And they're both, they're both now. I don't, I'm not, I don't want this on them. I, I hope that they pray and get it lifted off of them. But now they're both chronically ill. And I mean, big time ill. Based career ruining type of ill, probably because they got a high dose. Who knows what was in them? Supposed to be supposed to be controlled by the DOD. It wasn't. And boy, I could oh man, I could spend three hours right now on the DOD. I'm not gonna do it. So here's another one for you. Now here's also coming out of the UK. So just to reiterate this data that you see right here, because I'm gonna show you another video from the UK from a UK court case. It's only it's a 26 second video. Just remember. One dose, you're 100, if you get one dose of the vaccination, you're 145% more likely to be dead. You have a 26, if you took any dosage at all, 26, 26% more likely to be dead. If you're over the age of 50, took any doses at all, you're 50% more likely to die. And this is coming from insurance companies, not right-wing zealots, not right-wing anti-vaxxers. This is coming from the Society of Actuaries. So there was a lawsuit inside of the UK. This is a Jennifer R. Curry video. Pfizer loses in UK court. Play it for me. The news on our side is that we can now talk about. We've been asked not to talk about it until now. We now can. Um, so we took Pfizer to the regulator in the UK um, about comments that he made on the BBC about the kids' vaccine. And 
we won. Um, so Pfizer's CEO, Dr. Baller, has been found guilty of misleading parents about the COVID vaccine for kids. Of course. I mean, they said safe and effective. What kind of tests do they do on kids? Absolutely none. None, but they said safe and effective. And he's losing in court. Listen, Pfizer's indemnity will be lifted because they committed mass fraud, which is why they wanted their research developmental data kept confidential for 75 years and lost the federal court. And it's coming out as probably part of that hearing right there. They will lose. They label things safe and effective that were never even tested on the subjects that they're saying it's safe and effective for. That's, that's absolute fact. Let me, let me kind of just make a right-hand turn here, still on the vaccines. Just understand that all of this, people thought the vaccine was the mark of the beast. It can't, you know why it can't be the mark of the beast? Because it's not the mark of the beast. It's not a mark. Where's your mark? If you're back, where's your, where's your mark? There has to be a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Please read your Bible and don't sit there and layer, thick layer it out over and over again and just keep saying, well, I believe this. I believe, no, the Bible says what it says. It will be on a person's right hand or on their forehead. All of this is a grease skitter, a skid greaser. This is all a, a launching pad for the globalist leftist narrative, which is, or agenda, which is to leverage you into a one world commerce system where you cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel without out a QR coded mark of the beast starting off on your phone, starting off on your devices, and ending up on your right hand and on your forehead with quantum dot tattoo technologies, what I believe, which is being, being, being worked on right now by Billy Gates and Gavi MasterCard, which is absolute fact, pulled up. It's open source on Google. That's the point of it all. The, the vaccine in and of itself is not the mark of the beast, but it's leading to the mark of the beast. It's leading to CBDC. It's leading to social credit systems. That's what it's about. All the infrastructure was put in place for central bank digital currency using the vaccine passport infrastructure. It was all put in place for that. That's why it's so easy. That's why right now in the United States, we launch into CBDC in July. I, I watched the podcast from Thursday. It's not me saying that. That would be... The Biden administration saying that proudly. They don't see any problem with it because they're of the Antichrist. It's not, they don't even know they're of the Antichrist. Some people know they're of the Antichrist. Most people don't. They're just uh, they're just willing pawns of the Antichrist spirit. That's what this is all about. The vaccines are a myriad of things that always lead to death. If you want to find out who's right and who's wrong, for with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. Psalm 36, 9. I have, I have come to give you life and life to its full abundance. That's all this Psalm 36, 9, John 10, 10. Whenever you find life, you find the Holy Ghost. You find God. Wherever you find death and murder, you find the Antichrist spirit and the globalist left which is controlled by the Antichrist spirit. Whenever you see somebody trying to usurp freedom, that's the Antichrist, free, uh, Antichrist spirit because Jesus came to set us free. Galatians chapter five, verse one. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by yoke of slavery. And for all the COVID-caving Christians and COVID-caving conservatives, it says stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by yoke of, of slavery. It doesn't say capitulate. It doesn't say be compliant. It doesn't say follow us globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist orders. Fauci's orders, Burke's orders, Walensky's orders, Collins's orders, Gabriasis's orders, whoever it may be the World Health Organization. It says, stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. A mask is a yoke of slavery. Social distancing is a yoke of slavery. CBDCs are yokes of slavery. Electric vehicles are yokes of slavery. Taking your guns is a yoke of slavery. You'll find the antichrist spirit in all of that. 
And here's the thing. They're using these vaccines for multiple ways. Everybody thinks that it's just about lowering the Earth's population, which it is, or it's about vaccine passports to control people. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR-coded vaccine passport on your phone, which was the case in the European Union, Australia, Canada, New York City, and Israel, and where you even have Netanyahu out there right now pimping a green pass, which is exactly the same pass as the CCP. They call it the same thing, a green pass where you have all your biometric information on that pass. But there's many reasons for these vaccines. Let's delve into another side of it. This is a CCGJ, the Narrative Destroyer video. American farmers to begin injecting livestock with mRNA shots, not, not, not next year, not it's coming. Next month, they start doing this. Play it for me. The genetic editing of plants to contain edible vaccines is well underway. Work is being done with bananas, potatoes, tomatoes, lettuce, rice, wheat, soybeans, and corn. Companies like Medicago are using gene editing to turn plants into mini bioreactors. Medicago's manufacturing facility looks like a nursery, but inside these plants, they're growing a new kind of vaccine. The technology is called a virus-like particle. At Medicago, we use a careful step-by-step process to develop vaccines using our plants as mini bioreactors. We start with the gene sequence or code of a virus. We then use our technology to synthesize the virus code into a real biological product. The code contains genetic instructions that our plants can read, and we insert it into bacteria called Agrobacterium tumefaciens. We submerge the plants in a bath with the bacteria that carries the information into the plant cells. And using a vacuum, we suck out the air between the plant cells and replace it with the liquid. The plants absorb it like a sponge. At the end of their bacterial bath, we return our plants to a carefully controlled greenhouse to let them get on with their natural growing business for at least four days. Now the plants will start producing the most important ingredient of our vaccines, virus-like particles. Gene editing is now officially in our meat industry. Lobbyists for the cattlemen and pork associations in several states have confirmed that they will be using the mRNA COVID vaccines on their livestock. Attorney Tom Renz has been warning that there is no law requiring anyone to give informed consent for vaccine foods. Her microscopy showed that the blood samples taken from products in the grocery store were all contaminated with the similar ribbon-like structures found in the blood of the vaxxed. Most of the meat in the grocery store is from overseas, and if we want to eat uncontaminated meat, we'll have to start buying direct from farms in America that still produce all-natural organic protein and take back control of our democidal government. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So there you go. Now that is absolute fact, by the way, undeniable, indisputable fact. That's true. They are injecting it, injecting mRNA into livestock. Bill, Bill, Gates, been, Bill Gates been pipping and whoring this for months, for years now, even though he's now pulled his, his money out of mRNA vaccination. He's pimps and whores for the technology. So ask yourself this question. Why would you inject a cow 
with an mRNA COVID-19 vi- uh, vaccine. Why, 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 why? How many cows died of COVID-19? And this doesn't stop any from anybody from dying. Let me go ahead and let's look at the stats. Before, it, it, before the vaccine rollout in 2021, it's, I mean, it was late 2020, but really, for, let's just make it easy, 2021. Before any, uh, any normal citizen in the United States, anybody beyond a bourgeois leftist elitist uh, could get a vaccine, it was, it was 2021. Before that, at the epicenter, where you had the alpha variant of the virus, which was the most deadly form of the virus, which, of course, still had a 0.1% death rate. But I want to say that's how, that's how, that's how virulent it was. It's an absolute fact. Axe Force Lionized Study out of Stanford, a bastion of white wing conservatism, 0.1% post infection death rate. So that's what that was the epicenter. So you had that and Delta emerging in 2020, the most virulent variants. At that time in the United States, they say this is their numbers. I don't believe them, but this is their numbers that 300,000 Americans died of COVID 19, slightly less, but 300,000 Americans died of COVID 19. In the following two years, after uh, 70% of our population, according to the FDA, according to the NIH, according to the CDC, has been vaccinated with at least one dose of the vaccination, we had, um, let's see, 900,000 people die, three, three times that many. So how does that, how does that tell anybody, how does that inform anybody that the vaccine stopped death? They don't. And I know I've said this a thousand times. If you watch this podcast all the time, I can't believe it's already 11-7. If you watch this all the time, in 2022, more people in Australia died of COVID-19 of the least virulent, of the sniffles, the least virulent variant Omicron than 2020 and 2021 combined. So more people died of Omicron than Delta and Alpha combined. So why would you be injecting livestock to save their life using a vaccine that doesn't do anything but take lives because you actually want to do what? Lower the population of cows. You can't, I mean, the reason why they say they want it lowered is because they want to lower their methane expulsions from their butts and, and mouths. They're burps and farts. That's what they say. Because it's all this. Remember, remember the various tactics of the bourgeois leftist elitist agenda to leverage you into one world commerce system. They'll use anything and they'll merge them together. So they, they have climate change mixed in with wanting to eliminate cows. And now they have vaccines mixed in with eliminating cows, which one of the tactics of the bourgeois leftist elitist is climate change as well as vaccines and vaccine passports and COVID-19 and pandemics and gun grabbing and transgenderism and hyper-homosexuality agenda, whatever else you want to name. So why would they be injecting livestock to stop transmission and infection? Oh, using the vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection? So they're not doing it to keep cows from catching. And by the way, since, since they've never been used on cows before, I'll ask everybody in the room because everybody is has obviously been on social media in this room to some extent. Where are all the pictures of the cows dying of COVID-19? Why do you need to stop them from getting COVID-19? And by the way, because the COVID, because COVID-19 was manufactured in a lab, it's no longer even transmissible in the bats they say that it came from. That's a fact, by the way, an absolute fact. So how's it going to be transmissible inside of a cow when the originating animal can't even catch it? 
The only people that can catch COVID-19 are who? The people that it was lab made to be transmissible to. That would be humanity. So why are they injecting in, in livestock? There's no reason outside of eliminating. I told you, follow the death and you'll see the devil. You'll see the antichrist spirit. And just like the church is the body of Jesus, the body of the antichrist spirit is the globalist left. They kill the first part of the video. They, did you hear that? They're forming viruses inside of, of vegetables with mRNA injections. They kill the vegetable. They kill the cow. They kill the people that eat the vegetable and the cow. And they make a whole lot less cows so that they can control who gets the cows. Leverage you into a one world commerce system. That's why they're killing off all the banks on purpose. So that they can say, you know what? We will consider you for CBDC licensure. If you're big enough. Oh, well, you know, only four banks. Shout them out, Aaron. Wells Fargo, Chase, JP Morgan. Oh, you four. And I heard that the number six. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? That they want six banks. So you know what? You only have six options for a car loan, house loan, which you're not going to own any of it anyway. You'll own nothing and be happy. Uh, Prince Charles will own everything. Everybody who espouses that never yields any of their wealth. They'll just tell you yield all yours. BlackRock will own it all anyway. And here's the other thing about mRNA vaccinations. Let's all think about this together. Let's have group think here. How many diseases has mRNA technology healed? See, uh, Robert Malone came up with it in the late 80s and early 90s, owns the patents for basically all the early development of it, and he himself says it's done nothing. And it's not meant to treat viruses. Just like you've heard me say a bunch of times, PCR is not is not supposed to be used for testing to see whether you're infected with the virus, but they do it anyway. mRNA is not designed right now at the level that it's at to do anything against the respiratory virus, let alone any other disease, but now we're going to fill our cattle full of it. It's never cured a disease. It has never defeated a virus. It just defeats your own immune system. All right, let's go to the next one. You, there is a, there's an agenda here. They're attacking your food. If they, if they control the product, they, cons- they control the consumer. You control the food, you control the eater. They leverage you into a one-world commerce system, and they control your access into that one-world commerce system. You have to have CBDC. You have to have a QR code that starts off on your phone. If you don't vote right, if you don't speak right, if you don't embrace transgenderism, they shut your bank off and you can't do anything. Well, you got your EV because you're environmentally conscious, which makes absolutely no sense. How, how is an EV environmentally conscious when fossil fuels are the things that are charging your EV? Well, I could spend another hour on that too. And they can just shut that off whenever they want. That's the point of all of this. And you, are not, you and I are not called, you and I as Christians are not called to comply. You are called to restrain. You are called to stand firm. Galatians chapter five, 2 Thessalonians chapter two. It's all a plan. Here's Bill Gates, Wittgenstein video. Play for me, Will. Australia is rare in that the opportunities exceed the things you have to give up. You have to give up a large part of the, uh, and eventually almost all of the, the coal mining activity. Uh, you know, what happens with beef, uh, my climate 
uh, group, Breakthrough Energy, just announced literally today an investment in an Australian group called Ruminate uh, that helps cows not be uh, so much a source of, of methane emissions. So we have two paths to solving that. That's 6% of global emissions are cows uh, who burp and fart methane uh, to an extreme degree. Uh, you can either fix the cows to stop them doing that or you can make beef uh, without the cow. And both of those you know, will be pursued to see which one can lead to the best product in terms of uh, taste, health, and, and cost. And please always understand that if you are still alive, because you are, the, it's not, they don't care about carbon. They don't care about CO2. And it just came out that Antarctica has been colder over the last several decades than the previous several decades. And CO2 has nothing to do with it. And nobody can even name Billy Gates. And by the way, just so you know, he's not a smart human being. He's just a ruthless entrepreneur. He's not smart. He doesn't write code. Is that how you say it, Aaron? He doesn't write code. He doesn't do, he's not smart. Yeah, 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 he stole, it was Microsoft, right? He stole his way into Microsoft. He's just a pillager. He's a Biden. Not smart people. They're just looters. So just keep that in mind. And that's what Bill Gates wants to do. He's just using excuses. Let's eliminate methane, i.e. CO2. He can't even define the problem. They can't define a woman. They can't define an assault rifle, but they claim that all these problems that they manifest, that they make up out of thin air, have to be solved via their totalitarianism and their totalitarian control, of which he'll never be. You think he's gonna eat fake meat? You think he's vaccinated? He ain't vaccinated. He's not eating his fake meat, which by the way, you know how they make the fake meat? Fake meat? They use tumor material. Metastasized tumor, that's absolute fact. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. They make meat out of tumors. Again, follow the death. And it, it, as safe as it is for you to eat mRNA material, how safe is it for you to eat meta metastasized tumor material? He ain't going to eat it. And by the way, Aaron and I put this on the podcast. Go to your local store shelf. If you, are, if you have one of these stores that actually has Bill Gates meat in it, the fake meat that never sells. They go out of business all the time. It doesn't sell. Everybody hates it. You ever tried one of those freaking burgers from one of those? You notice how they never, they never actually stay as part of their menu. They're tofu burgers, whatever. I can't think of any of what the names of them are. What are they? Beyond Meat. Yeah, Beyond Meat. Bro, with the one you guys think of, see if you can think of the ones from Burger King and McDonald's. Impossible, Impossible Whopper. I knew you'd think of it. You know what I'm saying? They're not available anymore. They taste, they taste like you're eating a feces burger. So nobody eats them. They're never going to eat it. It's all for you. Just like you're not allowed to have guns, they're, they're, they're guarded by guns. You're not allowed to have a wall, they have walls to guard you from them. You're, they're disarming you so that you can't fight back against them. That's the point. And the best way to disarm somebody is not just take their guns, take their food. Follow the death. Listen to this. Uh, young video, Siemens chairman, Jim Hagman, snobby, that's about right. That's his last name, snobby. If a billion people stop eating meat, it will be it will have a big impact. Notice what verbiage is behind them. Notice what billboard is behind them. Notice what graphics behind them. The World Economic Forum. Play for me, Will. 
And so I stopped eating meat. Now the math would say, well, you need to stop eating meat uh, 11 years to compensate for a flight to Thailand. Yes, but if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will also inspire innovation of food systems. Mm -hmm. And I predict that we will have proteins not coming from um, meat in the future. They will probably taste even better. So why are we trying to mimic meat if we can have a better taste? They will be... He actually says, I should have left it as part of the video, but we're always on time constraints, especially on Saturday nights. He actually says in the video later on that if you stop eating meat for 11 years, it'll equal one, one private jet flight of 600 miles. And that this the, he actually admits it. But that's why he says, what happens if a billion people stop eating meat? He ain't got any intention on stopping his private jet. Why wouldn't he stop? He, his, his daughter comes to him and says, you know what, Dad? If you're all for the climate change hoax, and you're almost, well, she's all you know, pro-climate change, but you're, you're going to be a climate change activist, activist. How can you be eating meat? So he stops eating meat, but still flies all over the globe in his private jet. Probably 150 times a year. It's like Taylor Swift out there pimping and whoring the climate change hoax. And I, she was recorded with 150 private jet flights in one year, and she wasn't even on tour. She's gallivanting all over the place. It's because they don't care about CO2. They only care about controlling you, leverage you into a one-world commerce system, con you into getting an electric vehicle. Then, then they control your fueling. They control it then. It's the purpose of all. That's why they're devaluing the dollar. That's why they're removing the dollar as the world reserve currency, as the petrodollar. If they remove currency and it all goes CBDC, they can shut off your currency. It happens all the time in China. In China, their currency has a time frame and it runs out of time. You get an allotment, probably a universal UBI, universal basic income. And if you don't use it, you lose it. Vigilant Fox tweet. Here's another one for you. I believe this is also speaking of China. Drink your vaccines. There you go. China successfully immunizes mice with mRNA-loaded cow's milk. Don't worry, that'll never happen here, even though that's where the virus came from, right? And that's what they're doing with our vegetable companies. That's what they're doing with our beef companies so that you're eating and drinking a gene-altering therapeutic, a gene-altering drug with no practical practical usefulness at all. Doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop infection, doesn't stop hospitalization, doesn't stop death. As a matter of fact, it increases infection, increases transmissibility, increases hospitalization, increases death. That's what all the statistics show us, which I've already told you about. Three times as many people died of COVID-19 after the vaccine rollout in the United States. To, uh, uh, in 2022 in Australia, twice as many people have died of COVID-19 in 2022 than 2020 and 2021 combined. Not not twice as many in, as in 2021. In 2020 and 2021 combined. And they're injecting our food full of this. What's the purpose? There's no practical purpose. It doesn't stop anything. It doesn't do anything. Most of the population isn't vulnerable to COVID-19, regardless, even if it did do anything, which it doesn't. And it's not that it just doesn't do anything. It does something all right. 
It increases transmissibility, increases infection, increases hospitalization, and increases death. Not only of COVID-19, that's just COVID-19, let alone capillary blood clotting, those fibrous weirdo calamari blood clots that aren't even blood clots. I hate even, I don't try to fire, I want to call them fibrous tumors, fibrous clots, but they're not, they don't even qualify as clots because there's no iron in them and they're bleach white. So there's no practical purpose of these whatsoever, but now they're making them drinkable. Go to the next one for me, Will. Edward Dow tweet, death care as a growth industry now for private equity firms, the global death care services market is set to grow by 8.4% this year. That's from last year. So over, over, I guarantee it already went way up in 2022. And now it's going to go up even more in 20, 8% growth in death care is ginormous. Remember, leave this up for me, Will. Remember a 10% increase in death. And we have, this is just reflected of death care. We have a 40% increase in death. Amongst 25 to 64-year-olds, 32% increase in excess death in all other age categories in the United States, and it's worse than other countries because other countries are more vaccinated. It's what you see in Australia. It's why you're seeing in the UK, which is why Pfizer just lost that lawsuit, and their indemnity will be lifted from them, and they will owe hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. And so this isn't just talking about that. This is just talking about death care is going to, and a 10% increase in excess mortality is a one in 200 year event, a bubonic plague or a World War II. Because World War II wasn't simply a war. World War II is a mass extermination. Both Stalin and Hitler did mass exterminations of the Ukraine of the Jewish population. So now the global death services market is set to grow by 8.4%, which is only 1.6% short of 10%. This year to adjust for $123 billion, according to the business research company, the market is estimated to reach, used to be $123 billion, now $165 billion by 2027. Reach supposed to reach 123 this year and get up to 127, uh, up to 165 million by 2027. What is this telling us? We have a death problem. If you're wondering why you can't find anybody to work at your business, it's because so many of our young people are dead. A 25 to 25 to 64 year olds are 40 percent more likely to die than they were in 2020 at the at the epicenter of the pandemic, let alone 1918. 300 to 1,600% increase in all maladies inside of the military. Man, I could spend all night on vaccines. Let me switch up. Jesse Waters' video. Look at this one. The left doesn't want to talk about the the wannabe Colorado trans shooter. Play it for me. Running. Former college swimmer Riley Gaines didn't like swimming against Leah Thomas. He's a guy who now says he's a girl and won first place in the women's 500 free. Riley Gaines was second, meaning she was really first. She was the fastest college female swimmer in the country. She didn't like swimming against guys. She didn't like changing in the locker room with guys. And because she said that, she's being hunted down and attacked by trans mobs. Watch. I'm 
coming. I'm good. I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. Keynes had to barricade herself inside San Francisco State University for over three hours. That's what you call. So there you go. Now, who who are the violent ones? The very, the very, listen, the people that are telling you that you are violent. They're all concerned. Remember, they're going to have their trans day day of vengeance that got canceled all based on what? The coming trans genocide? The only people killing people are those who are accusing people of trying to kill them. They're the only people that are killing people. The violent people are the left. Love you all. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, was I, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh. You operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness.